Welcome to the Jumpstart Your Instructional Design Career Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping new and aspiring instructional designers get the knowledge, skills, and confidence to stand out in the field and land their first corporate instructional design job. I'm your host, Jill Davidian, and think of this podcast as a way to put my over 20 years of corporate ID experience in your back pocket. I've helped over 500 new instructional designers successfully transition into the field, and I know what hiring managers are looking for. Whether you're looking for a career change and exploring if instructional design is right for you, or you know you want to become an ID and have no idea how to get started, you are in the right place. Join me each week for actionable guidance as we explore how to build your portfolio, transform your resume, and interview with confidence. Hi, everyone. I am going to address a question today that comes up all the time. And I know it seems like lots of questions come up all the time, but that's why we're here. And that's why I'm doing this podcast, right? I want to make sure all your questions get answered. So the question I get asked all the time is, do I need to buy a new computer to learn the e-learning authoring tools that I have to learn to do instructional design work? And if so, what specs are best? I also get asked a lot about if companies will supply you a computer and the licenses for the different software programs that you need once you get a job or contract. And so I want to address that question as well. Maybe you've had some of those questions. So we're going to talk about this in two phases. We'll talk about what you need when you're learning instructional design and e-learning development, and we'll talk about what's going to happen after you get a job or contract. So let's start with the first one. So when you're learning instructional design, you are going to have to learn the software tools needed to develop e-learning in order to get a job or a contract. The two most important tools you'll need to learn are Articulate, Storyline, and Rise. Rise is easy. It's web-based, so all you need is a decent internet connection and a computer that can get on the internet. Super simple. Now, Storyline, however, has to be downloaded on your computer, and it's a bit more resource-intensive. So usually when people ask me about computers, that's what they're referring to. The first thing to note is that Storyline only works on a Windows-based computer. You can run it on a Mac, but you'll need to install a virtual Windows machine on that Mac through a program like Parallels or Bootcamp. Bootcamp comes native to the Mac, but I have heard it isn't as good as Parallels, which is an extra charge that allows you to flip back and forth between the Mac and Windows environment. So a lot of times when I talk to people, they say Parallels is better, but some people have used Bootcamp just fine too. Honestly, I don't have a Mac, so I'm not 100% sure about the specifics, but this is just what I've heard, so you'll have to do your own research into that. Just know that Parallels will be an extra charge per month, maybe something like $30 a month. Don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure. I know there is a trial, so you can get that first to make sure it actually works before you pay for it. Now, if you have a Windows-based computer already, you are fine. So it's really up to you in terms of which way you want to go. I would say if you're buying a new computer, I would buy a Windows-based computer because it's just easier. You can get it to work on a Mac, but it is a lot of hassle. Unless you're just die-hard Mac and you really don't want to buy a Windows-based computer. Now, obviously, if you're already working on the computer that you have and you're not buying a new computer, then you're going to have to go with what you have and figure it out. But if you're buying a new one, I would definitely go with the Windows-based one. Now, as for specs, it's going to be a bit different if it's Windows or Mac. For Windows, the most important thing is to get an absolute minimum of 8 gigs RAM, but 16 is preferred. Most computers have 8 gigs RAM at this point, so it's not going to be a huge deal, but just to make sure that you guys are aware in case you have a really, really old computer. If you're getting a computer with an Intel Core processor, I would go with an i5 or better. For the hard drive, it's not as big of an issue because you can always buy an external hard drive, But ideally, I would get 512 gigabytes. 
You don't need a graphics card. You don't need a lot of other fancy things. Really just having that minimum of eight gigs of RAM is what's super important. And a computer that's not super old, like not something that's like five or six years old. Macs are a little different because they last a little bit longer. And we'll talk about that in a second. But I would say if you've bought your computer in the last couple of years for a Windows-based computer, you should be fine. You don't really need to have anything super fancy. You don't need a gaming computer or anything like that. Some people get them because they are faster and they like that, but you don't have to. You don't have to spend all that money. People will ask me about brands and really it doesn't matter the brand as long as it has the specs I talked about. You know, you could really go in any direction you want, but my favorites are Dell XPS or HP Envy. I've had both of them. They're laptops. You can get them in different sizes. They have a 13-inch screen, 15-inch screen, 17-inch screen. We'll kind of talk about that in a little bit. I prefer the smaller screen, but if you get a smaller screen, it's because it's lightweight for traveling. You're going to need to have an external monitor, and so we'll talk about that in just a little bit. So as far as laptop or desktop, some people ask me that too. Honestly, that's a personal decision. I think a laptop is more flexible. You can go to a coffee shop and work. You can go to someone's house to get work done. But if you want to get a desktop, that's fine. It's not like my son and his gaming computer where he literally can't get a laptop. So he says he has to get a gaming computer that has a graphics card and has all these things in it and laptops just aren't good enough. So this is not that kind of situation. We don't have that problem here. So if you're getting a desktop, it's because you want to get a desktop, not because you need to, because I know you can get a more powerful desktop, but it's not necessary here. Laptops work perfectly fine. No gaming computers needed. It's whatever is best for you and what you need. Now, if you have a Mac, I don't know quite as much about what you need as terms of specs, but from what I've heard, you do need a computer that is dual core, and you really should have more RAM than the eight gigs of minimum RAM for a Windows-based computer. You really should have more like 16 or even 32 because the Mac has to run both operating systems. You're going to be running Windows as a virtual machine on your Mac. And so it's going to be running the Mac system, the Windows system. It's going to be a lot more resource intensive plus running Articulate than a Windows-based machine would. I would also have a minimum of 512 gigs for your hard drive. It's also going to take up more hard drive space having all these things on there. Now, some people have fairly old Macs because they do last a lot longer than PCs and they've been able to make it work if they have those minimum specs, really as long as it's dual core. Now, you can assess and compare that to what you have now to decide if you need to get a new computer or if what you will have will pass a test for now while you learn Storyline and create samples. If you go further and learn more software programs, Camtasia is another program that you might learn, and it is downloaded on your computer like Storyline. It's not online, and it can be pretty resource heavy, but you can still use it with probably the same specs. It's just going to be a little bit more slower, probably. Now, I wouldn't spend a bunch of extra money just to run Camtasia, though. Just something to keep in mind. Now, Vyond is another tool that's often used, and it's web-based, and that's V, like Victor, Y-O-N-D. If you don't know what I'm talking about with all these other program names, you can check out my podcast episode on software programs you need to learn to become an ID. You'll hear all about these different programs. But right now, just know that I would really focus on what you need to run Storyline, as that's the one that's going to be the most important. And after that, these other programs are more supplementary. Now, after you get an ID job, you will be given a computer with all the software programs you need on it, so you don't have to buy or provide anything yourself. 
If you're working from home, sometimes they even send you extra monitors or a printer. So you only need a computer while you're learning Storyline in terms of the computer you need to buy yourself or use on your own. And, you know, that'll just be for a few months. Now, if you get a contract, it's a bit more complicated. Unlike a full-time job with benefits, contracts can either be W-2 contracts or 1099. We're not going to go into the differences between contracts here. I'm only mentioning that because it may make a difference in terms of whether they give you a computer or not. If you are interested on the difference between contracts and how they compare to a full-time job and all of that, you can listen to my episode on full-time versus contract instructional design work. But if you're getting a W-2 contract, they will likely send you a computer with the software for the duration of the contract and then ask you to mail it back at the end. Now, this can be good and bad. If you don't travel a lot, it's great. If you do travel a lot, you're going to have to lug around a computer, possibly in addition to your personal computer, which can be annoying and it can also be tracked. So they do know where you are, but that's another story. Now, again, you don't have to buy the software. You don't have to buy anything. So in that case, it's a good thing. For 1099 contracts, you are truly independent, so they don't offer you computer and they don't give you the software. They're going to expect you to have the software licenses that you need to do your job. And you can check with them beforehand to find out which licenses you need. Nine times out of 10, it's going to be Articulate 360, which has Storyline and Rise. And that license is about $1,100 if you're buying it on your own. If you are a teacher or a student, then you can get it for half price, and that is for a year. Now, occasionally there might be other software programs involved, but you can talk to them about that when the need arises. When you work 1099 contracts, your computer software, et cetera, are usually considered business expenses and can be written off, but definitely check with a CPA about that as I'm not licensed in that area and can't give you advice there. Now, coming back to the monitor situation. So people ask me all the time if they should get an extra monitor or how that really works. It's really helpful, but it's definitely up to you. Now, if you get a smaller laptop, like I have a 13-inch laptop because it's super lightweight, it fits in my purse, and I travel a lot, but the screen is small. And when you have a small screen and you're at home working, you almost always need to have a second monitor because it's just really hard to work on a 13-inch screen all the time. It's fine when I'm traveling because I understand that's the trade-off. But if I was at home, I would really need another screen. If you have a bigger screen on your laptop, that may or may not be necessary. It really is up to you. One of the reasons that people get extra monitors is when they're working an ID job or contract, they're constantly getting feedback. One of the big things that happens in this field is constant review and constant feedback. You are always going to be turning in deliverables and getting feedback on your work. That means that you're going to have to incorporate those changes into your work deliverables, whether it is a design doc or a storyboard that you're doing in Word, an e-learning module you're doing in Articulate Storyline or Rise, you're going to have to look at the feedback and incorporate it. Having two monitors really helps with that because you can have the feedback on one side and your work file, whatever you're working in to incorporate the feedback on the other. Now, can you do it on one? Yeah, you can. You just have to flip back and forth and sometimes that's annoying. So, it's a lot easier when you have two screens, but it can be done with one. So that's when you're on the job. Like I said, if you have a job, they may send you another screen. If you're working 1099 contracts and they don't, you could get one for your home office. Now, my students at Implied Instructional Design Academy also like to get a second screen often because we give them a lot of feedback on the deliverables that they're submitting to earn their badges that they're going to put in their portfolio 
and they're constantly revising and revising and we're giving feedback and there's just so much feedback that really simulates a real world environment. So they like to do the same thing. They like to have feedback on one screen and the actual work file on the other that they're incorporating the changes into. If you're learning this on your own and you're not getting that constant feedback, you may not need that second screen while you're learning. Or if you do get some feedback from someone, you may be able to just flip back and forth because maybe it's only limited feedback. So it really depends. That's more of a convenience thing. It's really up to you. I hope that answers all your questions about if you need to buy a new computer, computer specs, and what happens computer-wise after you get your first ID job or contract. If you have any other questions, bring them over to my Facebook group, which is linked in the show notes, and we'd be happy to answer them. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Jumpstart Your Instructional Design Career podcast. I hope you've gained valuable insights that will help you on your instructional design journey. Did you have a moment of clarity? Maybe you have some additional questions. Let's discuss in my Facebook group, which can be found in the description below and in the show notes at learningstrategyanddesign.com slash podcast. If you love the show and want to hear more, follow the podcast and give me a rating and review. Let me know if there's a specific topic you'd like me to cover or a guest you'd like me to have on the show. You can also check out more resources for breaking into instructional design on my website, learningstrategyanddesign.com. Stay tuned next week as I bring you more tips, tools, and strategies to jumpstart your instructional design career.